Welcome to Ask the $50 Billion Man with high-performance executive success coach Dan Pena. The only show where you ask and you get complete, no-holds-barred answers. You want the truth? Can you handle the truth? Ask only if you dare. Head on to www.askthe50billiondollarman.com to submit your questions. And now, your host, Dan Pena. Welcome uh, to Ask the $50 Billion Man, um, episode uh, 21. Um, and again, thank you for your questions. The, um, uh, so let's just get started. Um, what do you offer a mentor in return for their services? I've talked to billionaires like Bill Ackman, uh, Donald Bren, and Ray Dalio. But as one of them said to me, uh, what's in it for me? Well, in candor, I'm very surprised that the guys would ask you that. And uh, the, um, if a mentoring you and being part of your dream team uh, isn't enough, uh, then uh, you've got to go to the next one. But now, if they're going to be part of the dream team and actually own, excuse me, equity in your business, then uh, they're going to get a percentage, as we've discussed, ad nauseum, uh, which will probably be anywhere from 10 to 20%. Um, you have our hearts and our respect, Mr. Pena. My question is about lawyers. I've been screwed and tattooed by them in the past. How do you evaluate and protect ourselves from unscrupulous, dangerous people? And how do we connect with high-performance players? Can you give us a strategy that is foolproof? Uh, first of all, no, I can't, but I'll continue the question. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for kicking ass. Here's uh, to your uh, immortality. Uh, your parents are proud. Thank you. Uh, there is no foolproof. Uh, there's no foolproof that your board won't throw you out. There's no foolproof that uh, your lawyers won't walk away. Um, uh, it's very, very unlikely that uh, your lawyers or anybody's going to seal your deal, though. Um, but um, you just you have to go where the chemistry is. You have to go where, where you feel the most, uh, and I don't want to use the word comfortable because I don't like that, but you have to go where um, you've sold them the best. Um, I'm an airline pilot and I'm starting a business. My goal is to get out of the industry and buy my own jet. Congratulations. Uh, what is your take on private jets? Every time I have heard you talk about flying, it has been commercial plane. Uh, do you think private jets are too costly and, do, um, and you just travel commercial or do you travel on private jets when available? I do take private planes from time to time. Uh, funny enough, uh, is uh, uh, my wife and I take private planes when we're uh, normally on uh, uh, quasi-holidays. I also have work uh, to get to, uh, to certain places uh, quicker. But uh, no, uh, I used to have planes uh, many years ago, as I used to have yachts and some of the other stuff. Uh, but um, I think the, the private jet industry is, is booming, and, and with net jets and that aspect of it, uh, it's, it's a good opportunity. And since... Um, uh, Warren Buffett more or less legitimatized uh, jets. Um, he, uh, you know, uh, he's made the industry uh, boom. And since he owns part of NetJets, he might even own all of NetJets. I think it, it, it's a good industry to go into. I know of a person uh, through my last place of employment, though it's not a personal contact. I have done good work for this person in the past. When do you think it's okay for me to contact this person? Uh, they are high net worth but uh, I can add value to their life. 
Well, I'm not sure how you're going to add value to your life, but you can contact him. I don't, I don't know. Only your insecurity and procrastination is keeping you from contacting him. Um, if you could ask God only three questions about the crystallization of one's dreams, what would they be? Well, I don't have three questions for him, uh, although I do believe uh, I'm a believer. Um, but uh, the, crystalliza the crystallization of my dreams uh, and your dreams is a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, you make it happen. Uh, you know, you may have inner strength and, and, and God will give you, uh, help you focus through prayer, but uh, I have nothing really to ask him. Uh, what important truth do uh, very few people agree with you on? Conventional wisdom is almost always wrong. I'll say it again. Conventional wisdom is almost always wrong, and since most people teach or coach conventional wisdom, not everybody, but mostly, uh, that's the biggest thing we disagree on. And there is no shortage of money. That's a myth. Uh, how would you go about attending an expensive, for a student like me, seminar in Scotland at a lavish castle if you don't have any money? Good question. Um, would you try to get there and pay on a success fee basis? Well, I don't do the castle on a success fee basis, uh, since I'm assuming you're talking about me. Uh, uh, the, uh, if I did it on a success fee basis, I could fill up uh, Wembley Stadium. Uh, uh, not weekly, that's an exaggeration, but at least monthly. Um, save your money, stay focused, <clears throat> get a job. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we've had people um, make commitments that they had to save five, six, seven years to come here. Uh, Dan, I know what, um, what to do, uh, but I lack the energy. Uh, I don't want to get it from people because most people are screwed up. Energy from people, I assume you mean. So what are some specific things I could do to gain enormous energy to accomplish my goals? Well, your goals aren't obviously important enough for you <clears throat> because if they were important enough for you, to you, I should say, then you'd have all the energy you need. Uh, and so uh, what I'd first start doing is reevaluating uh, your goals uh, and also obviously eat right, exercise, etc. So you have more energy. Uh, can you give three uh, tricks to help maintain discipline in the long run? They're not tricks. There's no secrets. There's no tips. Uh, to maintain discipline in the long run, you have to be absolutely one million percent uh, devoted um, to your goal. It's got to be your, your life. Uh, you got to think about it when you go to sleep. You got to think about You got to dream about it. You got all these things. Um, and, and then, <clears throat> and that's not three things, that's one thing. Uh, and then it's, it'll be much, much easier. And it's never easy. It'll be much, much easier for you to maintain discipline, both in the short, intermediate, and long term. You signed uh, some huge deals in your life, but I also know <clears throat> you've butchered some. <laughs> Uh, uh, big beasts, uh, quite literally. Having lived through both, I want to know, is the pen really mightier than the sword? Ah, uh, yeah, the, the, the pen is mightier than the sword. And he's uh, alluding to the, well, I used to be a big game hunter almost 25 years ago, and I have a trophy room with some pretty big beasts, and I've been run over by a buffalo, etc. Um, uh, but the pen is mightier than the sword. Uh, I currently work full-time job and I'm trying to start new, uh, a new business up on the side. <clears throat> At what point do you know when it's time to move on? You never know exactly when t what time, when it is to move on, okay? Uh, but um, uh, one of the crossover points that a lot of people do is when you're making as much money, if not more, 
on your uh, uh, extra business, side business, uh, than you make in your regular business, it's time to leave. Um, why do you never see baby pigeons? Uh, I don't really know the answer to that, um, but I don't think it's because the mothers throw them out of the, uh, out of the nest. Um, the, um, but it's a good question, I have no idea. Uh, how do you know when making a life-changing decision is it is the right one uh, for your fam you and your family? Uh, what criteria do you, do, do you consider when contemplating a decision? I've been working in corporate America successfully for 20 plus years, but don't have lots of money in the bank and uh, I'm very unhappy. Well, a Gallup poll came up out a few months ago. It said, this is a worldwide poll, that said approximately 87% of all the people that are in the workforce are unhappy and uh, not connected or disconnected. So you're not the Lone Ranger in that respect. Now, how do you uh, know when it's the right decision for you and your family? You'll never know for sure, but you have to take that risk. You have to step outside your comfort zone. But if you're passionate about it, then that makes that risk easier. What criteria do you consider when you contemplate a decision? The criteria is, you know, can I stop thinking about this? If I, if I if I'm, can easily stop thinking about it or uh, uh, delegate it to some other time frame, then it, it, it's not the right decision. Um, uh, with all the great entrepreneurs from the past, why hasn't your method been invented earlier? That's another good question. But I'm not giving you new information. Napoleon Hill, uh, you know, his whole interviewing process of all the uh, multimillionaires of Andrew Carnegie's time uh, did virtually everything I do. Uh, and, uh, but nobody ever memorialized it. Uh, and why? The better question is, kids, why hasn't anybody ever memorialized it? It's not about inventing because they've been doing this for you know, a few hundred years. They haven't memorialized it because it's fucking hard. And they want to sell you some fucking shite. Put you, you know, DVDs, CDs. They want to put your skinny or fat asses on seminar seats. That's why. That's why nobody writes about it. But it was invented a long time ago. Upon reflection, I've come to the conclusion that my emotional bank account is quite low and nowhere close to what it needs to be for me to be successful. What's a simple way I can start to turn this around and start building it back up right away? I understand the importance of this to what you talk about and uh, when I'm being real with myself. I just don't have it where it needs to be right now. I really want to be successful. I really want to be successful for me and my family, but don't want to hold myself back or get in the way of myself due to my insecurities and low emotional bank account. Anything I can do to make this uh, better will uh, be of a great help. Well, first of all, almost everybody's emotional bank account isn't too high. It's pretty low. Uh, and just about everybody's got insecurities. Okay, so don't feel like a lone ranger. What do you do? I mean, you're the average of the five people you hang around with, okay? You show me your friends and I'll, I'll show you your future. If you like to go to pubs or bars or, you know, uh, sports bars is my favorite example, and belch and, and fart and everybody laugh with you, that's what you're going to be. Uh, you need to change your environment. You need to change the people that you hang with, if that's the right terminology. Uh, I don't hang with anybody. I mean, uh, Donald Trump doesn't hang with anybody. I mean, uh, Zuckerberg doesn't hang. Uh, 
as a student uh, with low income, I don't know of any students, uh, unless they're trust babies that have high income, I would like to know where to start when it comes to riches and how fast I can get there. You can get there as fast as it is important to you. Uh, you know, I started with, uh, you know, I was a starving student, uh, not once but twice, uh, once for sure before uh, I went, uh, when I flunked out two or three, not two or three, three times, then I went in the military and then I came back and I graduated. I wasn't so starving then because I had the GI Bill uh, and, uh, and, and some other things. But, uh, you know, how, how fast can I get there? Well, how important it is, to you, is it to you to be successful? That's how fast. Mr. Pena, you stated that you received fewer um, entries for your competition than you expected and that your seminar is really only for about one-tenth of a percent of the population. No, no, I said that my, not my seminar, my QLA is only for about one-tenth of a percent, okay? Um, because those are the people, which is about seven million uh, out of seven billion, uh, that really are willing to make the sacrifices. How do you ensure that the opportunity to attend your castle seminar and receive the valuable insights you offer for free isn't wasted on somebody that doesn't recognize how great an opportunity it is? That's a tough call, uh, and you never know. Uh, and, and how can I show you that I want it more than the rest of these uh, weak cunts? Well, you can't, uh, and I'll never know by reading a question. Uh, so, um, I, I, I would plan on attending it not on a free basis. Uh, which personality test should I use uh, for sales? Um, if, you, if you use the uh, uh, My Success Test, Optimism Test and the Pessimism Test, uh, you, you, you'll get a pretty good idea about how good the people are. Uh, and I've said uh, in the past that uh, and, uh, Dale Carnegie's sales course is very good. I'm also informed from some of my mentees, uh, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street guys, sales courses are pretty good. I don't know, I haven't taken those. Uh, Dan, what is your number one suggestion on how to uh, metaphorically smack people in the face and make them realize uh, that the time they have left to achieve their goals is running out <clears throat> and before they know it, it's their, uh, it their dick doesn't work, uh, they're full of regrets and they are reduced to living vicariously through their kids and grandkids. I like that, that's funny. In other words, how can one instill upon, pe upon people uh, the reality of their mortality so they uh, finally realize that time is their most precious commodity and uh, something uh, they should be, uh, or they should never waste? Well, uh, this brings two things to mind. Number one, uh, you're, we're all running out of runway. Uh, and uh, now some people look at that two ways. Running out of runway to land because they're landing uh, too fast, or the way I mean it is running out of runway because there's no more runway left because you're getting old. Um, but, uh, you know, time is the only thing that you can't get more of. You waste money, you can always get more money. Uh, and so uh, those are the metaphors I use. Failing requires as much effort as succeeding. <clears throat> Isn't this uh, some bullshit? How in the, how in the world uh, failure requires the same effort than success? Wouldn't uh, he want the surgeon working on his wife to display more effort than a, 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 the threshold uh, of failure? You don't get the point. You worry about failure more than you do success. 
So it really should say not as much effort. It really takes more effort because you worry about and procrastinate so much before you do anything. Dan, <clears throat> what are you uh, going to do about all these tired mentees of yours? Uh, wouldn't it make sense to incorporate in your seminar particular foods and, rich, and rituals to ensure weak, uh, peak energy, not just at the castle, but in your, uh, the year beyond? Uh, perhaps you uh, wouldn't have to drag them across the goal line. That's funny. And uh, they had the energy themselves. Remember, we are living in an age of uh, adulterated food and electromagnetic pollution, an age in which um, our natural energy systems excuse me, are constantly being attacked. Well, um, the, uh, based on this question, we've changed the snacks at the seminar to make them more healthy. Uh, we'll see if anybody eats them uh, uh, the next seminar. Uh, but uh, no matter how, we've had Olympian athletes that get tired. Uh, and you get tired uh, and you have to drag them across the goal line because they lose focus and uh, perhaps their uh, goals aren't as important to them as they uh, pretend to be. Uh, Dan, your seminars provide the information while the subsequent year provides a time for action. I've noticed, though, that you are lacking a program to focus on the emotional side of your methodology. You're always talking about passion, enthusiasm, and emotional bank accounts, so why don't you host a two-week event on a private island where mentees are forced to wake up early, take cold showers, and conquer fears? It could be called uh, Pena's Island where the warriors are made, where emotions come alive, where hearts regenerate under the stars in a perfectly natural environment. Uh, uh, Pena will be watching um, uh, you uh, as will the moonlight and the laws of the jungle. We, we had seminars like that back in the 90s. Um, and uh, I only have so much time in the day, and I only have so many years to do it. And uh, so uh, I'm, this isn't a, uh, a man-up seminar where you go out and do mutters and you know, climb trees, etc. Uh, if, you, if you can't show the enthusiasm um, uh, in the year, then you just, you know, you fail. Not everybody that goes through the year succeeds. Uh, but I do have a 100% guarantee everybody that attends a seminar is better off at the end of the seminar and at the end of the year, because they've changed their lives. Uh, if dream teams, mentors, and accountability are the uh, real key to success in business, then why hasn't anyone designed an app that eases the process to finding a mentor or assembling the team? There are apps up there. I don't use any of them, but there are. It would work like a dating service, uh, but instead of looking for a 24-year-old brunette with no kids, you're looking for a modest uh, success who... Um, would be uh, glad to touch base with you uh, every morning. Uh, why don't you invent it and let me know about it? How do you build your personal brand to meet the expectations of your long-term clients? Your clients will change as you grow both personally and as a company. So do you start off appealing to your small clients, everyone, uh, or the big guns? You have to appeal to everyone. You first of all have to figure out where your market is, okay? Uh, if your market is big clients, uh, then uh, that's where you um, uh, give your effort, or most of your effort, I should say. I am a dreamer that has a bunch of business ideas on my head. Well, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. You're supposed to focus on the few, not the many. I have opened uh, and uh, daydreamed uh, opening more than 30 businesses in my mind, 
but have backed up due to having a passion on a different business idea. Um, I've been like this since I was 22 years old. I'm now 39. I already opened a family business, but haven't made it go live only on paper. Um, people uh, come to me and want to open a business with me almost on a weekly basis. Some businesses uh, do meet my company's profile, some don't. The businesses that are offered to me as partnerships are always with a different partner. I do have a partner for my legit business, but want a partner and open other businesses with my other colleagues. How should I approach the business opportunities that come to me? How do I select a good partner that will scam, not scam me? Uh, how do I rank with businesses to start with? Should I open multiple ones or stick to one or just a few? I feel that I'm being used to jumpstart the businesses because everybody sees me and I have a strong drive uh, and have uh, the gift of people as well as the gift of networking. Thanks to your advice uh, for forwarding, uh, 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 gaining your uh, mentoring, would you like to be my mentor? Come to the castle, I'll be your mentor. Let me start by saying, <clears throat> I only mentor people that, I, and work with people that have actually gone to the castle. The people that have got skin in the game, that have made big sacrifices, you know, putting up 20 grand uh, is a big sacrifice for most people, not everybody. Uh, and for the very few that uh, qualify, I, I give them the PPP, penny payment plan. But getting back, uh, should I focus on a bunch or uh, just a few? Just a few, preferably one. As Klauswitz said, uh, you know, focus on the few, uh, not the many. How do you rank your businesses to start with? Uh, how do you, you rank them by the one that you're the most passionate about. That's the one to do. How do you select a good partner that won't scam you? There's, there's no, no benchmark. There's no benchmark. You've got to take risk. Uh, what is your advice for a new business owner? New business owner, uh, if uh, you, uh, well, first of all, if you have employees, be the first there and the last to leave, number one. Number two, uh, if it's not a seven-day uh, uh, event for you, then it's going to fail. Um, you know, uh, make sure that your business is in, in an area uh, that you love, and then it won't be work. Uh, in your seven decades of experience, what life event gave you the biggest uh, goosebumps and why? Um, well, uh, aside from the birth of my three children, which I actually was there for, as busy as I am, and I pulled all three out, um, the one that gave me the biggest goosebumps um, was uh, me um, floating, uh, taking public my first company, which was Great Western Resources, on my birthday, my 39th birthday. And why? Well, number one, everybody said I couldn't do it. Number two, it was on my 39th birthday, and I had uh, a goal that, uh, which was wrong at the time, that I wanted to be, uh, make a lot, a lot of money before, uh, by the time I was 40. I should have said as soon as humanly possible. Uh, and uh, the same day that um, that company went public, uh, Mrs. Thatcher, the former prime minister, who I had the privilege of meeting, the former prime minister of uh, Britain, uh, was in the midst of her privatization, and she was privatizing Jaguar at the time, and it came public at the same day that mine did. That would have been August the 10th, uh, 1984, and everybody, uh, uh, all the pundits, all the financial institutions, everybody said that you won't be able to compete with uh, uh, that privatization, 
And at the end of the day, uh, I worked my ass off. Uh, I personally went around and sold millions and millions of shares. Uh, I had a good brokerage team, a good investment bank. And the headlines in the newspapers the next day said, uh, the one that really roared, Great Western up 20%, and as I recall, Jaguar down 20%. I'm wondering what kind, uh, what kid, oh, I'm wondering about what kid of, should say, kind of music Dan or other high performance people are listening to. I can't imagine uh, them um, listening to rap, hip hop, or rock, um, not even classic. Um, why is it that high performance people don't seem to have much interest in music when the average man has? Well, the average man has nothing to do and all day to do it in, in most cases. Uh, the high performance, super high performance person has very little time, so, you know, it's, uh, he doesn't have, you know, necessarily have time to listen to a bunch of music. I personally like classical, and my favorite is uh, Tchaikovsky's Concerto No. 1 and B-flat minor, Opus 22. Uh, I saw your interview with Grant Cardone show. My question for you is this. And the world that we live in today, if you started all over, where would you spend your time to make your fortune, fortunes today? Uh, what, would you, um, what would you entrepreneur in? Uh, where would you focus your time and energy and money? I've said it a million times now. Healthcare, telecommunications. Telecommunications is now the internet. I mean, um, and... Uh, you know, I think there's going to be 75 uh, baby boomers, or 70, uh, 75 million, excuse me, baby boomers um, uh, in the next 10 or 15 years to get into their even 90s. Uh, we don't want to die. We pay a lot of money for health care. It's pretty simple. How do I achieve more than uh, Dan Pena? Well, you better get fucking started and work your fucking balls off and work 15, 18 hours a day for a long, long time. Uh, I've said before, we did a, a chart uh, a few months ago that's uh, average based on the hours that I've worked um, since I'm a young kid. Uh, I'm really 131 years old instead of 70. I've got uh, uh, 60 uh, more years, um, excuse me, yeah, 60 more years, 60 plus years uh, than my uh, normal eight to five uh, uh, contemporaries. Um, can you make and mold a successful person from a man who has not really succeeded before? Yes. Uh, how do you uh, uh, reignite the fire under their ass even after multiple trials and errors? You change their surroundings. Again, you, are, you can't go back and change the five people that you were raised with, but you can certainly change the five people that you spend most of the time with now. Show me your friends and I'll show you your uh, future. Uh, when building the dream team, um, is it most important to find lawyers, accountants, and mentors who have made money with multiple deals in your industry? That's very important, but not absolutely mandatory. I'm in the app social network business with my own twist, <clears throat> and I have realized that some lawyers do not know anything about app procedure. <laughs> I would imagine most don't. And there are not uh, that many super successful people in apps and social network. Boy, that's a fucking understatement. It is most important that they just, is it most important that they just believe in you and, um, and have done big deals or uh, does industry specific specificity 
uh, take even higher importance. I'm leaning towards industry uh, experts, but the internet changes every day. Remember, the dream team is your chairman mentor, two or three industry experts, lawyer and accountant. So uh, that co covers uh, the gamut and should answer your question. Mr. Pena, you mentioned often you have extremely good habits. That's a fucking understatement, young man or young lady. What was the first step in getting rid of your bad habits and developing good habits? And after you develop good habits, what made you stick to them? Well, Jim Ryan, uh, the greatest miler in, uh, in history that never won a gold medal, he fell down in the 68 Olympics, and I believe he got a silver medal, uh, told me, uh, oh Christ, 40 years ago, uh, motivation gets you started, Danny, and uh, good habits keep you going. Okay, if you're, if you're motivated, you'll develop good habits because you have to do things to get that. But the thing that changed me was my dad was extremely strict and, and gave me good habits, and then the military uh, took a, a boy and made a man of me. After a lifetime of negative beliefs and impacts from family and society as a whole, how does one shift their mind to be positive and become a high-performance individual? Again, show me your friends and I'll show you your fucking future. Uh, you're probably hanging around with Nimrod jerks. You've got to change that. In business and life, you always have to make decisions. Should your QLA mentees follow the easy way, which, fuck, uh, which makes them feel comfortable and, and presents low-hanging fruits? Or should uh, they always take the hard way, which fills their heart with fear? Well, you're, you're not going to feel comfortable even with low-hanging fruits, you fucking idiot, because it's out, you're supposed to step outside your comfort zone even with the low-hanging fruits. But uh, if you do something that scares you every day, you'll be successful. Uh, I don't hear much about mentoring women. Uh, do you have uh, many women mentees? Yeah, I have a lot of mentees, uh, women mentees. But on, on average, and the average is a, is a shitty term, but on average about um, 10 to 15% of uh, uh, my mentees are uh, women. In fact, I think the next seminar we've got two women, and that's about uh, uh, 10%. I think the experience of failure has tarnished my <laughs> has tarnished my zest. This guy's a fucking comedian. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think it has. You fucking idiot. Of course, you know. And I bet you you haven't failed at fifty, sixty, hundred things. You know, Michelangelo says, and I say myself, uh, if you realize how many failures and how hard I. Uh, had to work to make these accomplishments come to fruition, you wouldn't think they were miracles. You wouldn't think they were so special. Hi, Dan. I scored seven on the success test. You're in trouble, which puts me at risk of self-sabotaging behavior. How do I turn around this score or move uh, towards super success orientation and achievement? Again, show me your friends and I show you your future. Uh, the... Uh, you need to start taking risks, and, um, and it'll change. Uh, if you could change one decision you made in your life, what would it be, and why? It's, it's tough to narrow it down to one. I mean, I've made so many bad decisions in my 45-plus you know, year career. Um, the, um, but uh, probably uh, the one that I... Uh, there's another question. I don't know if it's coming up in this, in this set. But um, what was the best advice you never, you didn't pay attention to or you didn't take seriously? Uh, 
it's the advice that Costa Grazos, uh, one of my mentors, uh, gave me about focus on the few, Mr. Pena, not the many. Dan, I'm in my late 50s, you're a young man, and have been an entrepreneur uh, for about 15 years. I've been on a journey to improve my uh, life and create a business where I can become financially independent and create the lifestyle I've long desired for my, myself and my family. I have failed many times, that's good, but I uh, persevere and desperately want to achieve my goals. I know it is never too late to start anything uh, correct and the time will pass anyway. Um, <clears throat> plus you're running out of runway guy. Or, uh, or gal, um, uh, what one thing uh, would you say to me that you feel would benefit me most at this stage of my life? I'm 100% sincere in wanting to achieve my goals. It's not too late. You're running out of runway. You got to focus. Focus on uh, on uh, where your heart leads. You. I'm running uh, an advertising agency and I profited $1.4 million in 2014. Congratulations. I'm scaling my business hard, but I must scale it even harder and faster. Can it be dangerous to scale too quickly? I don't believe so. Uh, the pundits will tell you. Um, so uh, just scale smartly, intelligently, but scale fast. Any suggested best practices to stop over... Uh, analyzing. Yeah, just fucking do it. I mean, uh, there's no, the best practice is stop analyzing, just fucking do it. <clears throat> if you were given the opportunity to start from scratch, what would you, uh, what would you do different? Again, I would uh, focus on the few, not the many. Uh, doesn't the philosophy failure is not an option contradict with the philosophy of making more failures and uh, not having fear of them? You know, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, but people that ask these kind of idiotic questions that overread or overanalyze uh, what I say, failure is not an option, is a way of life. I'm going to succeed no matter what it takes. But of course I make failures, and you'll even make more failures because you don't know what you're doing in the beginning. Uh, should we seek... Um, should we seek for making deals with the government or should we uh, seek for making deals with Warren Buffett? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't waste much time, uh, uh, and I don't know how Warren reach out, uh, reaches out to entrepreneurs. I have no idea. I think he does that through giving a lot of money away, but I'm not positive. I don't really know. Uh, but I would um, uh, go towards the government. I need to learn that... Um, I need to learn that I and I will, and if it's not from you, uh, uh, then it's going to be someone else. But nevertheless, I would prefer you. So therefore, tell me how much is it for a school student? School student. I think he's talking about the tuition for students to come to the seminar. I'll have my high school graduation this summer in July. Uh, um, and my current planning is to go to work uh, on an oil platform to make some money. This plan might not be the real deal, but it's a start and seems to be the best opportunity right now. Students' tuition, generally speaking, if you can prove you're a student, and we make you prove you're a student, taking one class when you're 38 years old isn't a student, uh, is 50% off. 
Would you recommend joining an uh, improv group or Toastmasters class to improve one's ability to communicate more effectively? Absolutely, I would. In no way am I saying it is a substitute for daily practice. No, I would. And uh, several of my mentees, especially the younger ones, uh, are both in improv and Toastmasters. Would you be willing to make Africa in? Would you be willing to make Africa in general and Kenya in particular your next frontier for world-changing impact? I wouldn't, but uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't. Um, dear Mr. Pena, I see that the Grosvenor House is for sale. Isn't everything? I wondered what <coughs> I used to uh, live at the Grosvenor House back in the early '80s. Would you? Um, I wondered what you thought about buying hotels, especially high-end hotels uh, such as this one. Are they uh, likely candidates for buying, growing, and selling? I'm not familiar with the hotel business, but I do have a uh, mentee currently who is buying uh, up resorts <clears throat> with a price tag of a half a billion. What would you think would be required target sales price in three years? Uh, what would what would what would um, what would need to happen in terms of cash flow to make this a viable project? Cutting costs is one thing, uh, though sometimes at the risk of cutting service. Um, what really uh, drives growth? Well, top line drives growth. I mean, sales drives growth. Uh, but I mean, the Grover House has a brand and has had a brand. I don't know, maybe a hundred years. Uh, but uh, cash flow has got to meet debt service. It's pretty simple. Free cash flow. Uh, if you had 20, if you had 20 years old, living on a th uh, third world, if you were 20 years old living in a third world country, no money going through co uh, going through college, what would you do now? Well, I'd, I'd get away from the third world country and I'd get a job and find your passion. Uh, what three people not family related would you like um, to attend your funeral <laughs> as a sign to? Uh, of good legacy uh, nowadays. What three? Well, I, I, I hope my three children, uh, and uh, and uh, and I'd like four, uh, and my wife. Uh, in which deal have you lost the most money? Oh fuck! <sighs> uh, I never calculated it, but uh, you know I've reduced some uh, deals uh, worth. Uh, I've seen hundreds of millions of dollars evaporate. What, uh, you what would you today make the same decisions which lead you to this deal? No, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't make the same decisions. I, I, I misjudge. You know, I'm only right now, now I, uh, maybe 95% of the time, I was certainly, that was one of my wrong deals. Uh, you say QLA is not for everybody and even quantify the number of your target group. 1% of the world population. No, not 1%, one-tenth of a percent. Pay attention. My question is, what uh, should the others do? What can I recommend my average relatives? If they ask me and I don't want them to waste their time and some of their life coaching crap. In other words, uh, which parts of your system would you recommend uh, explicitly and to the rest of the world population? You can follow my system and not be in the top one-tenth of a percent. But if you're gonna follow it and gain the most out of it and are willing to make the same sacrifices that I did, that's what the system will uh, benefit the most. But it benefits everybody. Um, how do you find people to work for you and with you um, who, can, uh, you can, who you can trust 
and will be loyal to you given your wealthy status. It's it, it, with great difficulty. I mean, I go through, you know, it's a pretty high turnover, uh, especially for the lower level jobs. One of the things that I uh, try to do is I try to uh, recruit, and it's not me, I'm not recruiting anymore, two or three people for the same job. And if I'm, uh, if the HR people are good at the recruitment, then uh, even if the, the, the job that we uh, recruited them for um, isn't the job that they take, you know, high, high performance people can do a lot of different things. But you never know for sure. You never know for sure. Um, which personalities do you need on your dream team? If you want to achieve results as fast as humanly possible, but without rushing unprepared into stupid mistakes that cost time and money. Again, you want the chairman mentor. You want a, uh, a financial person to be a CFO. They're normally the retired accountants. Uh, you want a, a legal person, a lawyer uh, that's got transaction experience. And then you want two or three industry experts. Um, when visualizing the success of a future business or financial uh, amount, uh, should you aim to visualize um, the same scene over and over, or is it okay to vary it? I, I vary it, but I mean, I, I'm pretty much, I stick to one. Um, when you have a mentor who you believe will be, will, when you have, when you have a mentor who you believe will uh, have a financial interest in your business, should you make them aware that you have other mentors uh, or looking um, for other mentors? Well, you shouldn't be looking for other mentors. One mentor. I happen to have three, but they were three different areas. Your dream team aren't mentors. Your dream team are uh, what I just described uh, in the uh, question above. Um, who was your mentor and why do you think one uh, should get a mentor? You know, I wish you kids would read the fucking stuff. I mean, I've, I've said it countless times. I had three mentors. I had Konstantin Gratzos, um, who was the CEO of a national shipping group, who was the 60-year buddy of Aristotle Onassis. I had Jim Newman, who uh, was famous for releasing your brakes, uh, writing the book, uh, and um, uh, phrasing or uh, coining the phrase, a comfort zone. And I had uh, uh, Jerry Ormond, who was uh, my uh, energy oil guy mentor, uh, who uh, ran Ormond Industries, which is one of the fastest growing uh, companies on the American Stock Exchange. Um, of course you should get a mentor, uh, and um, the, uh, because you don't have the expertise, you don't have, you don't have what it takes right now, and these guys or gals will help you uh, gain that experience. What is the difference between good and great? How do you define, um, how do you define uh, what you have, uh, when you have reached great in your industry? Well, an old joke, I'm not saying this is right, an old joke was if you're being in America, if you're being um, investigated by the uh, Department of Justice, you know you're at the top of your game. Now that's, that's a joke. Um, but, um, you know, if you're not first, uh, you know, or second in an industry, you're not at the top of your game. Mr. Pena. I'm, um, I'm in a quandary whether to accept a well-paid job at a company funded by a person who inherited millions from his father and understands little about doing business or to take a sales position uh, at a company that shares my views on how capitalism should work but um, provides only a meager remuneration in the first couple of months. 
when faced with the challenge of choosing between collecting easy money from a fool or sticking to principles uh, and starting from grants, do you opt for the former or the latter? Uh, I personally would opt for uh, the, you know, and it has nothing to do with, well, it has something to do with sticking with principles, but I, I would opt for where my biggest upside is. Uh, if you don't have extremely successful people surrounding you, uh, would uh, listening to multiple successful people like yourself in the car through podcasts or audio books until you um, do be a good idea? Yeah, of course that's a good, a good idea. I don't, there's not many, you know, great successful people that have podcasts. Um, but uh, the point is that if you hang around with shitbags, um, they go to sports bars, you know, you can listen to all the goddamn audiobooks, etc., until you're a thousand years old. It's not going to change anything. Uh, what would you do uh, if, the, if the thing you're absolutely passionate about doesn't have a potential to make you lots of money, uh, a.k.a. Uh, enough money to make you financially free? Well, then, I mean, money's not everything. I keep saying that. Uh, it's the only thing anybody keeps track of. But I mean, uh, you, sh you got to follow your dream. Uh, what is the best way to find a dominating uh, mentor or, and demonstrate to them that it is uh, a no-brainer for them to mentor me? Now, I don't know where you scoop this dominating part, uh, definition, this adjective. Um, but I mean, uh, LinkedIn is a great, great, great tool. I tell all my kids, and I call you all kids because I'm old enough to be your father or your grandfather. Um, and uh, the, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's countless bits of material in my book, on my podcast, etc. I have a low emotional bank account, therefore I can't succeed in, in high order intellectually thinking because emotionally ties uh, are not letting me to, to see the, all the possibilities. Those emotional <clears throat> ties create fear, for example. If I manage to do something very well in front of others, I perform them. My mind goes, oh, who do you think you are? Uh, and then I quickly become scared of my own achievement. It is, is it possible to cut those emotional ties and improve my emotional bank account? I believe this, a low, I believe this low account comes from my parents, how my parents raised me. Well, that, you're fucking A right about that. I mean, self-esteem is built the first seven, eight years of life. Who you're around. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you're probably still, you know, interfacing with the same people that help you build low self-esteem. Um, but um, you need to go out and continue to do that, continue to make successes, and uh, slowly but surely, I mean, you'll become more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Dan, I'm 18 years old and have 4,000 Australian dollars in my bank. How do I best invest this? Uh, I wanted to become an entrepreneur and investor in real estate. Should I quit my job? Uh, the uh, well, $4,000 isn't going to get you much, um, but I would, um, I would uh, and I don't know what you do, I don't know how you make money, uh, but I, I, I would save up some more money before I consider quitting my job. How important is it to be able to close a sale within a specific time frame? <laughs> Absolutely important. Uh, but not within a specific time frame. You want to uh, close the job up as quickly as humanly possible. How do I get the shit out of my head so I can move faster than I have ever done? Uh, what 
what would be the best mind detox or some kind of daily conditioning to get my mindset right. Okay, I've told you, positive affirmations two or three times a day. Positive affirmations, you know, bodacious goals and base the positive affirmations on those bodacious goals. Uh, when uh, people fear you, dislike you, or uh, marginalize you, uh, what will break the barrier to success? Well, they, 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 there's a big difference between fearing you and disliking you or marginalizing you. Um, they may fear you um, because you uh, displayed a lot of ability and that challenges them. Uh, but so these aren't all barriers to success. Uh, if they dislike you, they dislike you for other reasons, which you're not, you're not alluding to or, or mentioning. If they marginalize you, it's, it's because they either have a reason that they've seen you um, do marginal work or they, um, they um, are selfishly trying to marginalize you. These are all, this isn't just a, a one answer deal. So, I mean, but none of those should be barriers to your success. When is the best time to begin to train one or more employees for my job as CEO? Yesterday. Mr. Pena, you mentioned you're eating well. How do you keep your body mind on top level? What do you eat? Where do you buy your food? Is it organic, free range? Do you eat everything there is some, uh, do you eat everything or there is something you uh, do not eat uh, to boost your performance? How important is food for high performance? Could you uh, give me some insight, please? Um, also, you said you take over 100 pills a day, which is correct. Um, what are the pills? I'm not gonna tell you. Uh, are they helping you? Uh, yes, they do. Uh, do you have uh, to take them? I don't have to do anything, but I do. Working backwards, uh, in fact, um, the, uh, I have high energy level no matter what I eat. Uh, I've been uh, in the flow uh, or in the zone for 40 plus years because I love what I do and I, I believe it's mind over matter. Um, I try to eat organic, free range, etc. And uh, the one that's responsible for that uh, is basically my wife. My wife keeps me uh, honest in that regard. Uh, but I'm not a vegetarian. Uh, I try to eat as few carbohydrates as humanly possible. Um, and uh, I, I virtually uh, try to eliminate 100% of grains. Um, you have to imagine the trophy <clears throat> as you uh, would already have it. Uh, dear Mr. Pena, I understand this and I think it is effective. However, I think it also distracts from all the other possibilities that would be uh, uh, good as the trophy or even better, but are left unnoticed because one is to going, excuse me, going blindly with mad optimism towards the one and only. Um, what is your take on this? Should one, uh, should one prepare himself for a one predetermined goal and rush towards it as life would depend on it or his life would depend on it? Or should one prepare for a certain level of glory in general? One goal, focus on the few, not the many. Do you give money to bums on the street? Yes. Uh, they seem like uh, lazy jerks with their hands out, but some of them are actually uh, uh, baby shit crazy, and, or bat shit crazy, excuse me, uh, and I might not be able to help themselves. I do, and uh, my wife and I are uh, more or less, uh, we have a proclivity for giving to the people that have, you know, like dogs, and I know that they may not even be their dog, but that's uh, 
that's our, uh, uh, our weakness. Uh, to slay your enemy, you must become your enemy. Uh, dear Mr. Pena, do you prefer staying in one character, um, your one true identity, and making it as strong as possible, or do you think you could build your foundation on multiple characters, identities according to the present needs and adaptation, to cover more angles and to still be the best uh, as a whole, different times and different heroes? I am this all the fucking time. As uh, earlier, uh, as of you know, uh, August last year, uh, the uh, at my birthday party, people were uh, surprised to see uh, that I was the same way around my children. When they asked my children and my brother uh, if this is the way Dan is all the time, they said yes. I have one character. I can't fake it, or I could fake it, but I don't. Listening to your podcast on deal flow, should, should I get financing before calling on those who will potentially represent me? No! Fuck! If you listen to it, then you know. In other words, I may not have the funding to pay them unless first getting the financing. Or should I only be interviewing the lawyers and accountants that take payment upon completion? Jesus Christ! Yes, you're looking for success fee representation. And now, in the 21st century, they call it uh, delayed. They don't like the word success. Mr. Pena, um, is the most salient aspect of success uh, to, known, to know thyself and continuously strive to further define what, you're, what you think you knew, thought you knew? No, it isn't. What, I mean, what, where do you get this shit? I think, therefore I am. What do you think, you fucking Descartes, Tabula Rosa? No, you think about this shit too much. The most salient uh, aspect of success is believing in yourself. And I don't believe that life is a fucking journey. I've said this ad nauseum. Life is a fucking process. A journey is like a meandering river. You just bounce whatever the fuck way it goes. A process, QLA, vis-a-vis -vis building wealth, is step-by-step -step proven the best of best practices. What was a major turning point in your life? Well, I've said it before, um, uh, July of 1967, when I was commissioned in, uh, in the United States Army at the Infantry School at Fort Benning, Georgia, uh, second lieutenant, uh, and they called me, uh, they didn't call me, they deemed me an officer and a gentleman by the act of Congress in the United States. That meant something to me. It's the first high performance thing I ever did, and I still try to live uh, the code uh, uh, of an officer. What is the turning point? In your life, what is the turning point? Okay, you asked the same question twice. Okay, I answered it once. Oh no, what is the major, a, a major turning point? That is, and what is the same thing? Um, and this is my answer to, um, uh, on one of my um, weekly reports to one of the kids. I want to be a billionaire. Help a billion people. He's asking me, you want to be a billionaire? I said, help a billion people. Where do I look? The biggest problems are biggest opportunities, not, uh, not tough as you think. Um, the, um, look at uh, uh, Mr. Zuckerberg. You know, he wanted to join the world together and uh, you know, has billions of people. He's got, uh, as of right now, he's got well over a billion uh, on Facebook. Um, and uh, the, the second part of the question is, uh, how about just being a millionaire? Well, a millionaire isn't much money now, but I mean, uh, the... Uh, you know, 
you find something that will change a billion uh, lives and you'll be a billionaire quicker, or millionaire quicker, I should say, excuse me. What is the best way to build up uh, lasting courage? Engage in fearful activities. Put yourself into the breach. I'm 22 years old from Argentina. I, look, uh, I work as a personal trainer, specialize in healthcare, and I'm a law student. Congratulations. I want to open a gym and become a lawyer and write about law also. How can I mix both passions? Not easily, young man. Uh, I had the idea of someday um, opening my own medical insurance, okay? The idea is uh, you would have to pay doctors to prevent illness, not just pay them to fix problems after they uh, arise. I like that. Um, and mix this medical insurance with a gym specialized for health. Okay, that's not new. Other people do that. Is this possible? Yeah, but other people already do it. Besides just fucking doing it, having a mentor, a mastermind group, not a mastermind group, you know, I'm not saying that. And everything you said in your book and you podcast, what the fuck should I do? Finish law school and start the business. In which depth uh, should we investigate the members of our dream team? Should we check criminal records, past litigation, et cetera? Yes, if you can, the answer is yes. Uh, but you start with going with your gut instinct. Mr. Pena, when is it time to stick to your knitting and stay within your uh, areas of expertise? And when is it just time to dream big and take big steps? Well, it's never time. <laughs> Who the fuck taught you that? To stick to your knitting. I mean, it's always time to dream big and take big steps and do something that scares you every day. Uh, dear Mr. Pena, is it true that we never um, should share doubts with anyone except with our mentors? Yes! In case the mentor becomes the chairman of our company, should we then stop sharing doubts with them? No! Thanks very much for uh, the products, uh, podcasts, and other materials you made available. Life-changing. Yeah, I know it is. And it's for fucking free. And I'm asked quite often, why did I make it free? Because I wanted to take the last excuse away from you why you didn't do it. Because my products used to really be expensive. Uh, so I'm told. But I operated on that value added. I mean, if I can change your life and make you a billion dollars, you ought to pay for the fucking product. Um, so, uh, but that's why they're all free. Now, when we buy something by drawing on our bank account with sufficient funds, we know what will happen. We are prepared. When we try with insufficient funds, we run into all sorts of problems. Likewise, the emotional bank account. What a fucking genius. What are the message or actions required to top up your emotional bank account? <laughs> uh, forgive me for laughing, kids. I mean, you're not doing your homework. How do we make emotional deposits? Ah, this is a better part. How do we make emotional deposits that we can be drawn on later? By positive occurrences, small successes, changing the environment, changing the people that you spend time with. Or to use your metaphor and go one step further, how can this transcend from a deposit account to a full, full relationship? What does this look like? Oh, Jesus Christ, we got a fucking genius here. Okay, you want a full service bank account. That's great. Full service bank accounts start with a checking account, then a savings account, positive occurrences. Very good question, I like that. Along the same theme, how do I get rid of my inner child? <laughs> uh, trans transactional analysis, who keeps wanting strokes and approval at all times. Uh, that little bastard has held me back long enough uh, and I waste time indulging it to feel good. 
I know a lot of people like that. Now it's, now it's a bad habit. You're right about that. Uh, you say to leave the doofuses behind. He's one of them. Okay. People ask me why the seminar is emotionally hard. Because life's emotionally hard. And I don't give a lot of strokes. I mean, I, you can count the, the compliments I give in a seminar with 20 plus people, probably on less than five fingers. Uh, sometimes a few more. Because, you know, uh, you know it's, I was in a meeting recently uh, with um, some young professionals, uh, middle-aged professional, middle-aged, middle-30 professional, and we left the meeting, and he said to me, he says, great clothes, Mr. Pena. I looked at him, what the fuck, great clothes? I mean, I, I didn't take it as a compliment. I, I took it as an insult. A guy, I was there as the key guy because that's all I do is great closes. Okay? I'm so used to closing positively that I'm stunned. I'm taken aback. I'm gobsmacked when I don't close something successfully. Recently, I had a 300 uh, million deal, uh, actually pounds, fall to shit. And my partners uh, were, you know, no, I won't say, maybe devastated. Uh, but I said, fine, we just got to push harder, harder, harder uh, to get another deal. And then, you know, a few days later, another one of my kids closed a, a, a $250 million deal. Or was about to close, I should say. Uh, and, um, but I didn't take one any worse than the other or any better than the other because I expect the positive. And I don't, I, I, I haven't had that inner child thing in a long, long, long time. But I, you know, I, I, I'm very fortunate. I, I underappreciated my mom and my dad, how, how well they built my self-esteem. And they didn't do it the right way, but it worked. Uh, why did you patent QLA? <laughs> the lawyers th thought I should do it, you know, and it's, it, it's, it's, it's uh, actually, it's trademarked. What thoughts, techniques made you follow through and take action when you were fearful and starting out? How did you push through the fear? I was more afraid of being poor than I was the risk of making a mistake and trying to be wealthy. What are the three most important choices I need to make to shift from poverty to riches? Get rid of your, well, I say this, maybe, you know, you may be the anomaly. Get rid of your fucking friends. I mean, there aren't three, that's it. Join, you know, uh, uh, Get exposed to high-performance people and do something that you're afraid of every day. That's three. I know you dislike spreadsheets. You ain't the Whistling Dixie there, kid. Is there a time in QLA when spreadsheets are absolutely necessary, for example, in financing and when defining? Yeah, but not, you know, but you, you won't be doing those spreadsheets. I mean, your dream team, your financial guy will, your transaction guys will. How much uh, has QLA to do with building a house of cards? If I understand the question, the house of cards, the collapses, QLA has nothing to do with it. QLA will build a, a house that's sturdy, that will withstand time and be the test of time, I mean, pass the test of time. According to you, Mr. Pena, we shouldn't call a problem an opportunity. We should not call a problem an opportunity uh, and trouble a challenge. 
Doesn't that contradict, oh God, here we go with one of these fucking Descartes guys. Doesn't that contradict with the claim of never sharing a doubter and acting as if we had, um, as if we would exactly know what to do next? No, it doesn't. No, no. There are no, there are no challenges. There are only problems. And problems beget opportunity. Dear Dan, firstly, I will say that pretty much everything you have said has turned out correct, and QLA principles have replaced all the old bullshit. Gee, thank you. My question is this. I'm dealing with a smaller law firm, and it is not used to kind the kind of success fee offer I have put forward. They are asking me questions about how and when they get paid. How do I handle this? Further, there are some EU funds I am in the process of securing and I will be doing an equity crowd raise in the last quarter. I am, in the next quarter, I am uh, making a rookie mistake by offering percentage. If you're talking about percentage to the law firms, no, you're not making a rookie mistake, and you haven't sold it well enough, and you need to get uh, try another lawyer. Do you believe in apprenticeships? Yes. Uh, would you ever take uh, on an apprentice? I have, uh, but not apprentice for me. I mean, uh, some of the other senior people on my staff, and we have OJTs, and we have uh, we get from uh, um, universities. And in fact, I believe at least one of the people here helping me film today was uh, an OJT or an intern for us uh, a long time ago, or not maybe not so long ago. Uh, would you invest in a company building technology that would allow you to stop your own aging process? No, I wouldn't. But I, that's, a, that's a good thing, a good gig. Um, this could potentially allow you to live as long as you would like. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure the world's ready for me to live forever. Um, always alive for the next health innovation, even the reversal of aging. Or do you find the idea pie in the sky or, uh, or immoral? No, I don't find it pie in the sky or immoral. Um, what is your view of the role of death in human existence? Well, we're all energy. When I do die someday, you know, my, my energy is going to go off in some other form. Um, so, um, but uh, I'd like to live as long as possible, as long as I, I have my faculties. Uh, can someone make more of an impact than Jesus or Napoleon using QLA? Um, um, uh, in theory, yes. In practicality, I'm not sure. Um, the, um, in theory, yes. What would uh, you like to meet? Uh, who would, would you like to meet for lunch the next time in Atlanta? No, thank you, but I appreciate the offer. Uh, if the world was going to end and one person was going to be left to help rebuild the earth, what would uh, be one piece of advice you'd give them? Uh, just one nugget, what is it? Focus on the few, not the many, kid, and never give up. I called Dan's office just now with an interest in getting uh, access to Dan's QLA products. I can't find any uh, working links to download or buy his material. Can you point me in the right direction? It's all for free on my website, you dipshit. It's all for free. And uh, so I don't sell anything. Um, well, that's not quite true. I do sell, I, I t continue to sell my book, although uh, if you want a copy, that um, my book, um, you can call my office. Uh, what's the greatest takeaway you got from Napoleon Hill's work 
and how has it impacted your life? Um, the, the, the greatest, the greatest takeaway is that uh, Napoleon Hill was writing and memorializing what uh, you know countless very very wealthy people of that era uh, thought, and it's uh, very much uh, what I think and what I teach, and it's impacted my life greatly. Uh, if there if there was only one habit you could program in all humanity to make um, this world a better place, what would it be? Lack of fear to do things outside your comfort zone. For the devotees who either haven't made it to Guthrie yet or won't, can you please expand the mentor-mentee relationship? I'm afraid not. I found over the years when I've experimented with it that the kids that uh, haven't uh, uh, put skin in the game by coming here uh, have a much, much lower rate of success. You have said that we should find someone who is uh, where we want to be and who shares a common non-business interest when approaching a target mentor. How, sh how should we uh, explain our expectations of the relationship to them? I want to get as much as possible from him, but not go for so far as to sour the relationship. Is there some common mentee-mentor etiquette? Um, no, you have to do what your heart says. Uh, when you take them to, when we go to lunch, make sure you pay. Uh, and make sure you're uh, focused. Um, the, um, this will be the end of the, this um, um, podcast. And uh, the, uh, I've enjoyed it. Um, and uh, peace. This is AskThe50BillionDollarMan.com's official disclaimer. Comments, questions, and remarks made during any part of this podcast are intended to generate discussion and reflection, but are not legal, accounting, tax, investment, appraisal, medical, or other professional advice or instructions, or factual reporting, all of which are expressly disclaimed. Remember, investigate before you invest. We can't do that for you. You are solely responsible for your investigation, analysis, and decisions made with your independent professional advisors, familiar with your specific and verified facts, and current applicable laws and regulations. Reliance on this podcast, its contents, or its participants for any personal or business decision, including but not limited to legal, investment, or other financial decisions, is disclaimed. No comment, question, or remark, or other content shall be or be construed as an express or implied promise, undertaking contract or agreement, or a waiver of any part of this disclaimer or applicable laws. The owners and distributors disclaim any obligation to supplement, correct, or modify the content of any podcast. No content shall be deemed to encourage evasion or disobedience of any law or the submission to jurisdiction in any country. Reliance upon any facts assumed to be true for the podcast is disclaimed. Persons or entities referred to are fictional, and no depiction or reference to any person or entity is intended. Any seeming resemblance to an actual person or entity is entirely coincidental. All content is copyrighted and may not be used without written permission from Dan S. Pena, Sr.